One, two, three. I bet that's it. He didn't even put it in my headphone. I bet that's it. You're you're probably right. Hold on. <laughs> I know it so well. I'm like, I don't even know if I need the thing. I was but... confused. I thought the show was starting. I that's was definitely like, the same temp. Yeah, it's Shut up, baby. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, here we go, guys. For real. One, two, three. Welcome to Three Song Stories, the podcast that wields musical memories like a warm and fluffy weapon against our guests to turn them into their own best storytellers. Thanks for listening. I'm Mike Canary. Our guest today is Tara Calligan, the woman who forced us to do our so-called three song selfies, which we, or at least I, tried to resist, which in retrospect was just dumb because they're so great. Tara is this show's online content producer and primary in-house cheerleader. She runs the board sometimes, too. Here at WGCU, her day job is social media and digital philanthropy manager, which basically translates to being the station's social and digital media maven. She creates and curates all of our social and digital media content, of which there is much. Tara is a photographer, and her photos have been showcased in numerous local magazines, art galleries, and online profiles. She calls herself a self-proclaimed audiophile, super nerd, Bob Ross chia pet aficionado, and Halloween enthusiast, which I can attest to simply from spending some time in her office. She graduated magna cum laude from the Florida Gulf Coast University with a bachelor's degree in journalism and wound up at the station after doing an internship like I did way back when. And it's been a real treat getting to know her this past year and a half or so. But this here's something else entirely. So let's get to those song stories. Hey there, Tara. Hi, Mike. We're here. It's <laughs> yeah. happening. Yes, it's happening. It's been, we've been t- talking about this for so long. Thank you for taking time out of making all your digital content. I know today has been a very hectic day for you today and a very hectic day. day for all of us. Well, more so for you, but my day is, as well has been hectic. So I'm glad that we can sit here and have this time together. We'll get through this together, Mike. We can do it. <laughs> um, so, what's your favorite band? See oh, what I gosh. did there? You know, breaking yeah. the model. Well, Music for me goes back to when I was a kid. Um, my mom and dad have been so ingrained in music. Uh, so basically from a child, I can remember having, uh, you know, those like plastic uh, things that were recorded, the microphone, is it like Playmate or something that? Yeah, yeah, it, well, yeah. Okay. So I had one of those. Uh, I would interview my dogs with it, but I also What's had- What's your favorite band? Well, hold on. I'm getting there. <laughs> so get, I'm getting there. There's so much. That's like such a huge question. So I guess, okay, fine. Bring it. Okay. Keep uh, going. No, I want to hear more about well, interviewing dogs. No. So I'll tell you- well, forget it. Now I'm not going to even tell you about it. You don't get to hear that story. I want to hear it. <laughs> okay. So uh, I used to have cassettes, though, that I would listen to constantly. So I'd listen to Elvis, and I would listen to Little Richard. So that's where my music started. Huh. And in the car, my mom when the, would turn the radio on. She would quiz me. So what band is this? So it's like Led Zeppelin. Okay, well, what band is this? The Doors. Who's the lead singer? Oh, that's Jim Morrison. Like, I knew all of that stuff from such an early age, so my musical background is very vast. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite band, uh, probably, I mean, I have a tattoo of Coheed and Cambria. That band has done a lot for me uh, personally. I heard about them recently. Yeah, for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's very powerful music, uh, depending on what albums you're listening to. It all kind of follows this whole, they have a graphic novel that goes along with the stories huh. of the music and everything like that. So I probably I'd have to say... Uh, you inked yourself with them. Yeah, so. definitely. Well, it wasn't one of my first tattoos, but it's one of the larger ones that I do have. Um, yeah, so probably Coheed, I have to say, just for longevity's sake and yeah. band that I found on my own. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was telling you the other story. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so Coheed, I guess, probably. And a new band that I'm really, really 
into right now, though, is King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Ah, you know, I learned about them through Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Really? Yeah, there was a question on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me where they, they said there's a, a band in Australia called that. Yeah, and they, King they said, Gizzard and the Lizard which, Wizard. Which of these is a name of their song? And there were these three absurd songs. Uh-huh. And the guest actually said, I think maybe it might be all three. And it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're very good. What uh, genre would you say they are, Tara? King, well, I mean, it's, I guess it's more like rock, but it kind of mixes sort of psychedelic stuff. I saw them live in Georgia uh, this past summer, and the stage show was just so cool. But that total, like, hippie, kind of like 60, 70 vibe, mm, like the— Really, um, really ramping it up. Merlin's yeah, monocle. Yeah, but it also kind of looked—it reminded me of staring through, uh, like, a lava lamp, you know, that huh. kind of treatment to the yeah, backdrop yeah, yeah. and everything. And they had really cool, like, trippy backings to it, and ah, their albums like are modern all— Modern acid rock. Yeah, but they're yeah. young, too. They're very young, uh, and they have, like— I don't even know, like 10 albums already uh, out. Yeah. Hmm. So they're really cool. Uh, what? When did Halloween become a thing? Oh, always. Yeah, oh. Just, it just always resonated with you? Yeah. Halloween's always been a thing. Actually, this kind of ties into my second story a little bit uh, for my love of dressing up and characters and different things from my childhood. There's photos of me, I think, from like three up until today, uh, dressed up just even for no reason, even when it's not Halloween. Hmm. Did you ever yeah. dress up like uh, Ziggy Stardust? No, actually, I haven't done anything like that, but I did do TV Pledge uh, for the David Bowie uh, whole oh, right. revamp pledge. So I wore my Labyrinth shirt and I had my cool cardigan that I put studs on and my lipstick and all that stuff. Uh, earliest <laughs> musical memory you can recall? Um, let's see. Probably, honestly, uh, well, actually very distinctly, I remember listening to Fairies Wear Boots in the car with my mom and she said, who who is this? You know, and I was like, obviously that's uh, Black Sabbath, and who's the lead singer of Black Sabbath? Well, that's Ozzy. You know, and he bit the head off the bat. Like, so I knew all of that stuff. Oh God, I'm probably four, three, wow. three or four. Wow, you were indoctrinated. to yeah. bat head eating yeah. at age four. My well, <laughs> I've I, I have an old soul, as my mom likes to say. Uh, I've sort of just been able to handle things that are a bit older than myself and have an appreciation for them even at very young ages. So, yeah, they kind of trusted me to listen to what music I appreciated. I watched horror movies even uh, as young as four or five. Sorry, mom. And, you know, with very little supervision. Um, But I think maybe just my brain's wired to handle that kind of stuff without getting too crazy. Hmm. (laughs) Um, What was the first music you owned? Oh, the first CD I actually ever bought was Green Day's Dookie when it came out. Mm-hmm. So I'm 30 now. So I think that album came out in 94 or something like that. And I actually bought it for my mom for a birthday present for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, then she wound up actually, I, I wound up basically stealing it from her so much that she just let me have it. Did she like it? Oh, yeah. She loves oh, okay. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you know, her background is in all that kind of, well, now classic <laughs> rock, uh, you know, but her favorite bands, Queen, uh, mm-hmm. Led Zeppelin. Uh, she loves Yes. Ah. Uh, you know, so a lot of that kind of down that road. But we'd always listen to pretty much anything. Radios are always music on all the time. Hmm. I remember listening to the Lion King soundtrack, Cleaning the House. Oh, yeah? I mean, yeah, we, it would just be whatever we what had What was it being on. played on? Uh, we had actually <laughs> records, we listened to records quite often, um, but then CDs and records pretty much, yeah. Hmm. She had a record player in the living room that I used to put like dolls and stuff on. To oh, watch I, spin you know, around I can remember it. doing that at my yeah. grandparents' house. Yeah. Um, what about music being played on instruments? Is that Was that something that you were around or did you ever? Uh, no, I, unfortunately, not really necessarily. I've tried to focus on learning an instrument and uh, my boyfriend 
right now, I'm going to say, only because who knows when you're listening to this and what my life will be then. Uh, but he uh, is a, a wonderful musician and very talented guitar player. And uh, he tries to get me, you know, to go down that road. And I've tried several times throughout my past. My good friend Andrew Bernard tried to get me to play. But it seems like I'm more of a music connoisseur and critic and not necessarily one that can play it. I'm more of a wordsmith person. Did anybody in your family play instruments? No. So that's probably why you didn't. Yeah, a lot I guess not. It sort of takes that model yeah, my, demonstration, you know. My uncle... Uh, Chris Tristram, he actually played with like, uh, what is it? Something Great White. I can't even think of what the band is, but it was like a huge band. Something, yeah, something Great, great White. white. Now, it, that's the end of it. It's like so-and-so in the Great... Ah, I can't remember, of course. Um, but he's a traveling musician still to this day, and he's an amazing bass player, too. So, yeah, I'll give a little shout-out to him. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know what it is? What? It is time for oh, song God. number one. <laughs> yeah, because I went on so many tangents already. No, no. Go Bring ahead and the skip. tangents. Go ahead and skip this, Bring everyone. Bring the tangents. Oh, I haven't cursed Wait, once. Real, real fast. <laughs> yeah. Do you, you want to you want to get a curse in? Just no, right? no. I'm surprised. I honestly, I was going to preface this whole episode with, sorry, I'm going to curse all the time and I'm going to be, you know, living in infamy for my potty mouth and like the songs that I chose because so far so bad. Yeah. So, you know, and, and this is three song stories, everyone. I'm going to point that out. So everyone's gonna be kind of surprised. I think about some of my songs. It's not three of your favorite songs or three of Tara's favorite bands. It's songs right. with the memory yeah. tied to them. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hey, real fast. Yeah. Was that, was it Jack, Jack Russell's yes! Great White? Yes. Yes, yeah. it was. Thank you, Richard, for the assist. Jack Russell's Great great White. Yeah, thank okay. you. Okay, so my first song, uh, and my best friend Kim will be like, of course, this is her first song, uh, but it's My Chemical Romances, Cemetery Drive. And I'll give you a little preface. I'll give you a preface of it first, and then I guess we'll listen to it. Uh, so... Kim and I became friends. We Well, first, we didn't like each other at all. That's, that's how whole, it usually starts. That's a whole other story. It's a whole other fun story, but there's a music involved. Um, we used to listen to My Chemical Romances. Uh, it's their second album, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. I mean, we had a dance, I think, to every single song on that album. We call it car dancing, where you just crank it, and you each word has, like, a thing that we would do and, like, choreographed, coordinated thing for the songs. Uh, this particular thing, we were... Like 16, 17 at the time, blaring this album. I actually talked to her before this episode and I said, hey, when this happened that I'm about to tell you, what song were we listening to? She goes, well, I know we jammed that album like all the time. So we decided that this was the song we believed that we were listening to okay. at the time. Uh, so, yeah, let's listen to it first. And so you can kind of get in it. But let me set the scene. Can I do that? Oh, please. I heard you say this. Set the scene for us. So yeah, I'm trying. What kind, what kind of car? Yeah. What, so what she color? had a nine. I believe it was a 98. Was it air conditioned? It was. Thank mm. God. It's Florida. Uh, it was a 98 to- black Toyota Camry. Okay. And if it's not a 98, she will correct Two me door promptly. Two-door or four-door? Four-door. Okay. Sedan. Yeah. And she drove crazy, too. So she'd like hit turns like you'd fly into the car and things like that and she thought it was hilarious and she'd cackle the entire time. Was this here in like Cape Coral? Cape Coral. Cape Coral? Yeah, Cape Coral. Um, by like the Surfside area. If anyone knows where that is in Cape Coral. Uh, so we were driving, listening to this awesome music, having a great time and then this happened. So you listen to the song and I'll tell you what happened. This night walked the in a solitary
That was Cemetery Drive by My Chemical Romance from their 2004 album, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. What happened next? Did you appreciate my dance moves? Oh, I did. <laughs> so, Were well, those down. your car dance moves? No, I didn't do that for oh. you. Those are private moves. Oh, okay, so, okay. anyway, uh, are you all ready for a ghost story? Oh, hmm. I ready? think it's our second ghost story on this show. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it Megan is. Megan Kissinger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. okay. So, imagine two 16 slash 17 year old young ladies dancing, having the. This is, I mean, it can be, you know, has some. Nice parts in it. We're yeah. singing on the top of our lungs, <clears throat> dancing around the car. Then all of a sudden, we both look up. We're going over one of those bridges, you know, for the canal ways. They have the little bridges that go to the roads that mm-hmm. cross over the canal. We're going over this bridge, and we're by in the Surfside area. And all of a sudden, we both look up, and we see an old woman in a walker right in front of her car. We hit this woman. I mean, boom. We hit her. You struck her. Correct. With, and she had a walker? She had a walker. Correct. Older woman, uh, gray hair. She had a shawl on, a dress. We hit, I mean, we hit her. We heard it. She went over the car as one would that you hit. We heard it go roll over the car, back off the trunk and onto the ground. Kim obviously slams the brakes. We look at each other. We go, oh, <laughs> stare at each other for a second, immediately get out of the car run around the car to see who's behind the car. No one's there. Nobody's there. So we panic. We run around the car. We're yelling for this person. We're like, ma'am, oh my gosh. You know, Kim's freaking out because she thinks that she just hit an old woman, struck her with the car, run around to the front of the car. No damage at all. Nothing. There's tire marks from when she slammed on the brakes. Uh, so I go down uh, to underneath the bridge. You know, you can get over by the seawall. I go down. Maybe over there. Maybe. No one's there. Nothing is happening. We're looking in ditches, fields, things around. Nobody is there at all. So we get in the car. We are. We turn off the music, and we drive to Kim's house completely in silence. We we can't even really look at each other. We don't. We don't know what just happened. We still to this day ask each other, is, "That happened, right?" And then we, yeah, hmm. it did. She, I asked her before this episode what she remembered of it, and uh, she kind of, I think, blocked out of her mind a little as she was the driver. So I can imagine maybe that was a little bit more traumatic potentially than the passenger. If I close my eyes, I can see her. Hmm. I looked in the newspapers to see if someone had been missing or uh, something had happened. Uh, no accidents were reported, no missing person, no recent person that had passed away of that description in any way, shape, or form. And no sign on the car. Nothing, no damage to that would have caused some damage to yeah, the car. Well, sure. Yeah, nothing. The only thing that re- remained were the tire marks of Kim's uh, car brakes. Maybe you pulverized her. Yeah, and she just <laughs> disappeared into nothing. Um, so, yeah, we were having the best time to, you know, hanging out. And then that. You, you know. No. Oh. No, I didn't really do that then. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I was, I, was, I was pretty goody two-shoes in a sense. I didn't like to get in a lot of trouble. Um, you know, I mean, I got into trouble, but no one knew about it. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's, that's a little ghost story for you. We have no, I mean, we'd still check in with each other. Did that, that happen? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it did. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I know. That, you look stunned. Yeah, I'm a little stunned. You're, his, just everyone knows his mouth kind of uh, agape a little. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, 
Well, that's a hell of a ghost story. Well, that's the end, everyone. Thanks yeah, for yeah, listening. Thanks huh? for listening. One song story with Tara Callaghan. Um, well, really, that would be my third song. I've already done two song stories, so really, this is like yeah, five song yeah, stories. Yeah, that's true. Um, we, could do, we could do ghost song stories. Ghost song stories. <gasps> It'd be a shorter list of guest possible yeah. abilities, though. <laughs> um, uh, where does music fit into your life generally these days? Oh, everywhere. I listen to music constantly. Always listening to records uh, or Bluetooth music, CDs in the car still. I have a lot of mixed CDs. I make... My friends kind of know me as to make a mix for everything, especially if it's a car trip or something or make the playlist. I'm, it kind of falls on me naturally. Gotcha. Yeah. Content so, creator. Yeah, I guess. Or maybe <laughs> I just take on these responsibilities inadvertently. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. um, uh, 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 your, your boyfriend's a music maker. Colin, yes. What's, Colin Mannon. Just real quick, what's his story? What band is he in? Uh, Shout he's, out. Yeah, he's in the band The Young Dead. Uh, so Angela Page has already been on this show. So yes. if you want to listen back to her episode, it's one of our earlier ones. One of our first favorites. Yeah, and that was we also brought it up in our year in review because uh, she is a badass chick. But yeah, he's a badass guy. He's really talented. Um, almost everything that he tries to do. But his, his dad taught him how to play guitar. His dad also plays. Uh, and he just pretty much has Does been... he play acoustic too? or is he Oh, just... yeah, he can play anything. Yeah, yeah. He can play, ba- he can play honestly, if it has strings, he's, he's got it. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Um, uh, you said you make mixes now. Back mm-hmm. in the day, were you making mix CDs for people? You never did the tape thing, right? You probably uh, were too yeah, late well, for the tapes. Yeah, no, well, a little <laughs> bit, but I still did. Uh, I would record them off the radio because we couldn't – I still was in the time where we couldn't just download music. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, so definitely in my earlier days, uh, recording songs, requesting songs, and then recording them on my uh, various uh, cassette tapes. Oh, yeah. I still have some of those too. What was the last music you bought that still had a physical form? Do you remember? Oh, uh, well, I buy records all the time. Oh, okay. Um, so I think my most recent record, and I'll answer this kind of question prematurely, is what music I think people should listen to or they may not have heard of. So I'll answer that now. Uh, it's a band called Chon, C-H-O-N, and it's mostly instrumental. Uh, beautiful, very like dreamlike. You know, it's very calming, soothing, fun. There's sometimes vocal in it, uh, but pr- primarily uh, instrumental. It's really, really cool. So that's probably the last record I, I purchased. I'm always looking for other Queens of the Stone Age albums because I have most of them, uh, but I just I think need one or two. And then King Gizzard, uh, they have so many albums. I've we have a lot of those on vinyl between Colin and, and I collectively. Did you celebrate the recent Record Store Day or whatever? We didn't whatever? get to celebrate Record Store Day. Uh, I think that I was just coming back from Las Vegas. I presented at a PBS technical conference, mm-hmm. uh, so I think I was just coming back and I was just exhausted and maybe spent a little bit too much money, but not on gambling. On food because I love <laughs> to eat amazing food. Uh, but yeah, I like spent – my friend Pam came with me and we spent like $500 at the Hell's Kitchen like the day we got there. Wow. So that kind of set the precedent for the trip. Like, okay. <laughs> um, uh, uh, dancing, beyond the car. Oh, dancer. yeah. Oh, you I looked at me like I'm crazy. Like, like, yeah, like, sh- how do you not know this about – I love well, dancing. I, I have to ask the question even yeah, if I, I suspect the answer. Pishaw. Yeah, Pishaw. I love to dance. I love dancing all the time. I don't even care if people think I look silly. I can dance to anything. Uh, we have live music on Gulf Coast Live all the time. And I don't know if you've seen me uh, dancing around to like the jazz and all this stuff. Like, like yesterday. Yeah, like yesterday. Uh, it's don't just, we have fun jobs? Yes. I mean, yeah. It's <laughs> I don't know. Music, it just plays such a role in my life. If it's quiet and I have people over, I will – if I don't put music on, I'm like, oh, Colin, put on some music. Like, it's it just has to be on all the time. Do you remember your first slow dance? My first slow dance? Probably, honestly, it was probably with a relative at, like, a wedding or something like that. But, like, my first I mean, actual like awkward. Boy. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, I do. It was that, like, it, one of those middle school dances. Sure. And they probably played a song I <laughs> hated because 
those songs suck ass and you know I dance to it anyway because I was awkward as hell and it's middle school yeah, man and it's middle if school if you're not awkward in middle school you're destined for a horrible adultness <laughs> you have the straight <laughs> arms out on the dude's shoulders and yeah, he's yeah. like barely touching, barely, barely touching your hips uh, and, you're, hips and, you're, and you're, you're doing shuffling. this shuffle motion and you're like ha 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 yeah and you, but you know I was thankfully I wasn't one without a dancing partner. I never had that like awkward right? thing. Okay, so that's cool. I guess uh, <laughs> karaoke. Eh, I don't know. I think don't thing. don't don't butcher a song that's already good. But what I actually really enjoy, and unfortunately haven't uh, physically gone to, uh, and I guess I'll hark back to Mark Davis. Um, they do like the live punk rock karaoke at Nice Guys Pizza, mm-hmm. where it's a live band that backs you. So that is interesting oh, to me. That and I would amazing. Yeah, so we all should go to that. Um, we should like hang out at Nice Guys. Yeah, pizza and do, a, do, do podcasts there. there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, but I think I would be interested in that. I've actually thought about songs that I would do and may or may not have, like, practiced, like, one or two that if I ever get the balls to actually go and sing in front of people, uh, that's probably what I would do. But, yeah, I've done karaoke, and it's just everyone stares at you like, yeah, like e- either you're either you're good because you're bad, yeah, or you're good because you're good. Yeah, and both are kind of depressing to me. Or if you just like, I guess if you own it and have like a stage presence, then maybe if people had a couple drinks, they find it sort of cool. Yeah. But ugh, yeah, people like bust out the karaoke machine at like parties. I'm like, no, hmm. no. Um, have you? Uh, do you have a, a peak live music experience Ooh. that you? We'll always look back to as, you know, man, oh, yeah. that was good times for whatever reason. <laughs> we, I refer to going to Coheed concerts as going to church. Uh, uh-huh. That's like, It's like a coming to Jesus as close as uh, I guess I have ever felt in real life. Um, you just get so swept up in it. And some of those songs are just, you know, it, it sounds like it's so crazy difficult and technical, but it's maybe not even necessarily that way. It just mm-hmm. sounds so powerful and good. Uh, yeah, so Coheed concerts are usually really awesome. Uh, I went – I saw Queens of the Stone Age. That was that was really – I really enjoyed that quite a bit. Uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, they were really great. Yeah, so Where I have a lot of – Where did you see them? Uh, in Atlanta. Oh, yeah, you said Georgia. Yeah, in Georgia. Hmm. Yeah, I saw them in Georgia. It was awesome. Have you ever traveled specifically to see a band? Yeah, Smashing Pumpkins. How oh, yeah. Uh, I traveled from here in uh, Cape Coral, Florida, and I went all the way to Asheville, North Carolina, and it was their reunion after they broke up the first time. Uh, and they pretty much had all of the members. So it was uh, James Eha, and it was Jimmy Chamberlain on drums. I cannot remember. They used to have a female uh, guitarist, bassist, bassist. And uh, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Melissa, and she's a really cool last name. But then, of course, you know. Billy Corgan, good old ball Billy Corgan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in that, Nash- be, um, that was pretty awesome, though. Melissa yeah. Arf Demar. I think maybe it might or have been her. Darcy Retz. No, it wasn't Darcy. Yeah. She's original. That would have yeah. been freaking awesome. But no, she she's hell no. Probably Isn't hates Ash Billy Corgan. Nashville, awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, that was. Uh, I've got friends who've moved there and have just they're going to be there forever. Oh yeah, I think that was the first or second time I'd ever been there. But yeah, I drove up just specifically for the concert. Um, got there very early because you had to kind of get in line. It was just uh, at the Orange Peel there in Asheville. I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's standing room only. Uh, so to get in the front, you had to be there early as heck. And it was the first tour, first concert they played since they stopped touring at all. Uh, yeah, and we I met Billy Corgan uh, before the show, and you know. 
it was pretty cool. And the music was phenomenal. I just, oh, you just felt that. It was it was really played all the good stuff. Um, and then eventually I actually went and I stood behind the sound booth. I was at the front and then I just kind of got overwhelmed with all the stuff. And I stood by the, by the guy in the sound booth. He invited me into the sound booth cool. with him. And then I got to, I mean, that was like the best vantage point of the of whole course. thing. Yeah. yeah. So I ditched my boyfriend at the time. He sucked anyway. And uh, I just hung out in the booth with the sound guys. And yeah, I've always just had a love for that kind of stuff. And I always enjoyed watching them like work the board and like yeah, do the yeah. Lights and things, so it's funny that I ended up here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't even know how that happened, you know. Last time I went to Asheville, it's been a long time. I think I may have told you the story. Um, I went to there for a wedding, and we were uh, out at the wedding reception, and we had to leave. Me and Hap, who used to work here at the station, had to leave the wedding reception for an hour because it was the season finale of that season of Battlestar Galactica. Oh my god! And it was like, oh, we got to go see that. <laughs> uh, and then there was live music at the reception. It was really cool. So anyway, song oh, two. Oh man. This is this is gonna be a hard one. We can do it. <sighs> all right. Well, song two uh, is all about my grandma, uh, Nana Bobby. I called her Nanny. Um, she's no longer with us. I'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but she was like the strong, independent woman before that was fashionable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's just uh, she ran a flea market. I mean, she was always she was an artist as well and a sculptor, painter. Um, just so dynamic of an individual. Her fashion sense was just something to envy. So her closet, especially as I got a little bit older, and I say a little older, like, I don't know, three, you know, <laughs> that's Tara's old age. Um, I, I started dressing up in all of her fashions in her closet. So I'm talking, she had stuff from like the 40s up through like the early 2000s, you know, to, like that's how much I had been and rummaging in her stuff. Um, I mean, amazing, huge feathered hats. Uh, I actually still have one of them. It's completely black velvet on the top. I mean, the brim, like, I have my hands out. No one can see this. Uh, but, like... Almost three feet of cross. Yeah, like, seriously, I still have it. Um, and the underneath the brim, it was black and white stripes, like, kind of thick black and white stripes. And then it was covered in black feathers and has be- beautiful, like, black feathers. It's something that you'd wear to, like, a derby, you know, mm-hmm. fashionable. Oh, I'm going to drink a mint julep and I'm going to have this beautiful hat and... Uh, she had shawls and fans and huge like 70s uh, jumpsuits and that that very 70s orange with the bell bottom fringe bottoms yeah <clears throat> and that certain like almost like aqua blue and I would just dress up in these outfits and I've always been a very curvy girl so I mean even when I was now I'll kind of fast forward to being like 12 you know I would fit in these outfits <laughs> you know what I mean and just fringe and sequins and feathers and lace and just everything opera length gloves I mean just all kinds of stockings all kinds of dresses clothes just everything it was like seriously accessories it was like uh, having oh, a, a like a wardrobe shop from a theater oh it was seriously <clears throat> like the best vintage clothing store that you had in your own house and you got to wear everything like the necklaces the costume jewelry the everything was her closet and I just would sit in there for hours and trying things on and she always um had press on nails these very specific red press on nails so she'd be doing her nails and I'd be just in her closet and then of course she always hid like presents for my brother and I have an older brother uh, his name's Matt uh, and she would like hide so I'd find you know sometimes things she'd be like well you weren't supposed to find that until this or whatever (laughs) and then I would get it early so she was very sweet like that she was yeah I mean unfortunately I didn't realize I think how much like her I was until now Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's unfortunate that she's not in my life because I, I just feel like I don't know. Maybe she could give me advice about me. <laughs> You'd love to be able to share now with her. Yeah, that would that would be great. Um, yeah, she. Oh, geez, here we go. She committed suicide in 2013. Um, she didn't 
exactly have the easiest life um, in general. So, yeah, um, sorry. It's very difficult. I don't. I've not really talked about that too much. Um, it's a bummer. <laughs> oh, sorry. So, I was really angry. Obviously, I think that kind of happens at first. Um, I just didn't understand why. Uh, she was always in a lot of pain later in life, like physical pain. Yeah, um, and no one could figure out why that was. Um, I think. I honestly think that you know, unfortunately, people prescribe pain medications, uh, especially you know back when freely and kind yeah. of easily, especially to older individuals. Yeah, especially during that period between the mid late 2000s yeah, and the early Yeah, exactly. 2010s. Um, so she was very heavily medicated mm. with like heavy opioid medications. And when her medicine would run low, it seemed like when her pain would get more intense. So mm-hmm. I kind of wondered to doctors, unfor- a, you know, a little bit before um, she passed away, I said, do you think that it's really all the pain medicine that she's been on? And she finally started seeing other doctors and they were like, well, actually, we might agree with your theory. Mm. Um, but unfortunately, you know, things turned out a little differently. I didn't cry. I thought I would. I was there for a second. Um, yeah, it's very sad. Um, but when I would dress up, and I remember it was a very specific moment, uh, listening to Tina Turner's rendition of Rolling on the River, she dressed up as Tina Turner because she dressed up for Halloween all the time. And she would dress up mm. as the most fabulous things that you would ever see. One time she dressed up as a tree, right? And that sounds lame, but it wasn't. She wore this amazing <laughs> outfit of these greens and browns that she made herself. She would make all of these things too in this wonderful like kind of rock star wig almost that went along with it. But it was this like cool, like green, orangey color. And she just looks so gorgeous. But my favorite costume of hers, she dresses Tina Tina Turner. And she had the fringe uh, dress and the legs that could match because Tina Turner's got some stems on her boy. And my grandma just looked perfect. She looked just like her. And I remember she was getting ready and she was playing like a compilation of her songs. And this song came on. We both just kind of started singing the parts that I knew, but she knew the whole thing. And I just saw her and she had a sparkly microphone as an accessory. And she just looked just like her. Hmm. I mean, it was a spitting image of Tina Turner. (sighs) Yeah, I remember that very fondly. I was in her closet, (laughs) wrapped in like 9,000 shawls and bell-bottom pants and had a wig on and everything. And she just looked absolutely stunning. Hmm. Yeah. Let's listen to this together. Um, Bobby, is that what you said? Yeah, my nana Bobby. (laughs) This is Tina Turner's version of Rolling on the River, released in 1971 on the album Live in Paris, Olympia, 1971. Left a good job in the city Working for the man every night and day And I never lost one minute of sleep And I was worried about the way that things might have been You know that big wheel keep on turning Primary keep on Rolling, yeah. Rolling, yeah. 
been a while since we needed the <laughs> tissues. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I told the story that I broke down immediately. It's that beginning part. Yeah. Where she's just talking you through it. Mm-hmm. Something about it's that particular part because my grandma knew that whole part and she would just say it. Mm. But you know Tina Turner and her fringe and her dresses and the tight dresses oh, yeah. and, and she the is way that she danced. Such a force of nature, yeah, which that was my I grandma. think I yeah. was just glad that was the connection oh, yeah. I was going to draw. That was Nana Bobby. That was Nanny. Yeah, Man, totally. Huh. Yeah. So it sucks that she's not around <laughs> yeah. uh, because, you know, I, I think I'm growing into that force. I'm a little bit of that force um, now. It'd be nice, you know, to have a little advice because it's not easy yeah. to be that force, especially as a woman. It's mm-hmm. not it's not easy to be um, opinionated. It's not easy to stand up for what you believe in. It's not easy to say no. It's it's not easy to tell people to <laughs> off when you need to um, and be taken seriously. So, yeah, a lot of I could use a lot of that advice right now. But I just try to I try to think of maybe what she'd say, you know, to get mm-hmm. me through that, because there's not a lot of people out there you can necessarily turn to who are that way or have been through that sort of thing, uh, you know. Uh, I'm single, 30. I don't have kids. That's very like, oh, what do you mean? You know, you know, I don't know if I want children or not, you know, still. Uh, and those are things I think that she would have been okay with uh, that people maybe in my life aren't. Hmm. Yeah. When was the last time you listened to that song? <laughs> I haven't listened to that song since you passed away. <laughs> yeah. Now you're going to make me Why'd cry. Why'd you have to say that? <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, Why did you do that to me? <laughs> let's talk about singing. Yeah, let's do that. Let's talk about singing. Okay. You a singer? I wish. <laughs> I love to sing. Uh, I always sing at the top of my lungs all the time, but I don't think I'm a great singer. Uh, Not afraid I, to sing, though. No, no. Um, in, like, large groups, if they're all staring at me, sure. Um, but, like, with people and, you know, in, in situations, yeah, I'm, I'm totally down. Uh, like sing on your own like time like oh, driving God. around the car just like oh, yeah. wailing uh, every single day I sing songs in the car to and from work uh, to get what, myself what you're not listening to public radio no I don't listen to, <laughs> I actually don't really listen ever since I started working here I don't listen to NPR right. much outside yeah, like, of here <laughs> it's like eating french fries when you work at McDonald's yeah you know so I mean but I, I never really listen to the radio too too much I always listen to whatever I feel like listening to and I listen I mean it's going to be Tina Turner in one turn, Ella Fitzgerald in another, King Gizzard on the next, Metallica then, uh, Death, uh, Heavy Metal, you know, uh, things like that. And then it's going to be like a Britney Spears song or hmm. something like that's going to come on. So, yeah, I, I listen to pretty much everything. Okay. Now, you know this is coming, so I hope you have something locked and loaded for us. Oh, but do yes. you have any TV theme songs committed to memory? And if so, can you sing it for us? Um. Oh, yeah. Da-na-na-na. Da-na-na-na. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They're all together ooky, the Adams family. Oh shit. That was a perfect segue. I haven't heard that in ages, and it's all right there. I know so many of them, but that's the first one that came to my mind. Well, that's because I'm spooky. I'm a spooky babe, and that's okay. An ooky. Yeah. I always like that rhyme. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, let's, let's just take the first two letters off and call it, call it a, a rhyme. Um, do you have a favorite movie musical? Like a movie Ooh. that is either, you know, like Oliver or mm-hmm. like Baby Driver, which is a different I kind do. of. I do. I loved Baby Driver when that movie came out. I just love how the music was the driving force of that whole yeah, movie. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, I, I, I find it bizarre when people say that they're not huge fans of it. I just don't know how you couldn't be. Um, I watched it like twice in a row. I don't think I could be like, friends watched, with those people. Like, I watched it for the first time and I was like. I think I'm just going to watch so that again. Good. Yeah. So motivated by the music, you know, and I just absolutely loved that. Um, let's see. I mean, I like Moulin Rouge and like things like that. Um, 
Oh, you know what? I do love the producers. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love the producers, but I love the actual the the reinterpretation well not reinterpretation but the with Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick as the mm-hmm. the main character yeah, yeah. I love that movie I could sing you like the keep it gay song like oh my gosh it's just it's perfect it's iconic if you will it's wonderful that's probably my favorite I guess musical movie for sure have you seen Across the Universe yeah yeah I, I liked that, it I showed that to, to Gwen yeah and I mean I kind of liked it when I saw it the first time but then I watched it with her mm-hmm. and she's really into musicals and stuff yeah and you know she doesn't really know the Beatles I mean it, right. it's a little heavy handed. For sure. But to her, it just resonated. And she's probably watched that movie 20 times now. She I just know, loves it. I know so many people who hate that movie. Um, and I, I guess whatever, you know, you have your reasons for not liking and liking things. Uh, but I, I actually really, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. And I, I definitely, I mean, I don't know. I, I definitely like the Beatles. I hadn't thought of Moulin Rouge in a while, but I, I got a real quick story about that. <laughs> I was in Kansas City visiting my dad and my half sister, who was probably 12 at the time, she's mm-hmm. younger from a second uh, marriage. Her and her friend wanted to go see Moulin Rouge, and I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. it was, this was pre-internet, so I didn't even have a chance to really know. And they, we got there, and the theater wasn't that full, but they wanted to sit like in the second row. <laughs> oh God! And you know how so, fr- like, the screen fr- you know how like, frenetic huge? that movie is. Yes. The can can. I like. I think I had, I had to like. I had to like close my eyes because <laughs> it was too much. They were just like, ah, and I was just like, holy crap, this is too much. And Nicole too much. Kidman is so, poof, poof, oh, and yeah, like yeah, all yeah. the things, and just like tits in your face, probably because yeah, like, yeah. you're right so close. Oh, no, well, and the screen was so big, I had to, like, turn my head to see what was going on on either side of it. He couldn't you know? even see the tits. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Broadway musicals. Um, Are you th- that a thing for you? Yeah. Do you well, go see musicals in town, uh, like, at, like at Florida Rep or anything uh, like that? I have seen um, – I saw The Phantom of the Opera. Is that that's a musical, right? It's not uh, a Broadway musical, is it? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Geez. I mean, I would I'm say. Like, oh god, I think it's like one of the longest running. All right, ever, I just got done crying. Maybe. Okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Brain I've rac- still scrambled. I think I've raccoon eyes now because I was stupid and wore mascara today. Um, yeah, I definitely like Phantom of the Opera. I even like the movie, uh, the one with uh, Emmy Rossum and uh, that really hot guy who played that one hot actor. Oh, there's it down. Um, Richard's looking. Oh, there we go. I can um, always tell him Richard. I want to say Gerard on a, Butler. On a data hunt. I want to say Gerard Butler. <laughs> Uh, and I definitely love that. Yeah, I always liked Phantom of the Opera actually quite a bit. Um, even before I knew it as a musical, I read it. Uh, Are you talking much. about the 04 film? Yeah. Yeah, Gerard Butler. What? See, I got it. Um, yeah. See, I got it together. <laughs> um, uh, uh, I don't think you asked this one yet. Uh, the modern mainstream bands, like mainstream in the culture that oh, you uh, like. I mean, it would be King Gizzard, yeah, and Sean. But they're not like for mainstream, sure. no, are no, they? No, you no, think no. So? More mainstream. Oh, I don't know. I'm talking, I'm, we're talking like like if you polled a, a <gasps> hundred Americans, you know, at least oh, half shit. of them would have heard of it. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't think don't, King oh. Gizzard's going to hit that I don't mark. like. I don't necessarily listen to a lot of that. Um, frig. <laughs> That's okay. Oh no, no, no. That, that was that was one that I don't think I had an answer for. I'm listening to Lizzo like whoa, she rules the earth right now. Um she's like hip hop more R and B and she just had an album drop today. Uh, I think it was her second or third album drop today. And oh. she's already second on the charts next to Beyonce, Queen cool. Queen B. Huh. Yeah, so that's modern, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and we've got a new right? question here that Richard came up with. You're gonna, we're going to try oh, it course. on you. Uh, can you think of any songs that you are aware of because they're super popular, but you haven't heard them yet? So you like you know of the song yet you haven't you have no idea what like it it's sounds a song like. Everyone loves and knows and is familiar with, but you just you just don't you never listen to it. Oh God, um, I don't I don't necessarily. Li- uh, 
get other people's opinions about what they're listening to or oh. saturate myself with that too much. Um, and maybe that makes it sound pretentious, I suppose. But no, I just kind of listen to what I listen to. And then I find things you like through Spotify and things like that. Yeah, yeah. But there's I don't necessarily listen to the radio too much. So I know a lot of that rock and roll sounds on there. Right. Uh, but I have to turn it off most of the time because I'm like, this is trash garbage for me personally. And I'm sure other people love it. Obviously, it's popular on the radio. But right. I can't. Sorry, Richard. I couldn't think of anything. Oh, no, that's OK. That's OK. Um, <laughs> we're an incubator for new questions yeah sometimes. i'm sure other people will definitely no, that's part have of, no that's part of the question because your answer is i don't know which songs those would be I <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, okay uh song three. Oh, cool this is the the, uh, the question i want you to ask i hope you ask me later after this though i have to if pull i up. don't when i say are there any final yeah. thoughts which okay. i will say at some point so this song is and i had to do a coheed song coheed and cambria three evils embodied in love and shadow in parentheses um this song actually comes up uh one of my first like major boyfriends in high school i'll just leave him nameless because of this the nature i guess of the story voldemort. um yeah voldemort uh he's so supposed to say the name. <laughs> oh, we can say he. You <laughs> should not be named. Uh, well, we well, named. Uh, he's, he's fictional. He's done been named now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he. I didn't know him. I was 15 or 16 and he was – I was 16 and he was 18. So he's significantly older, especially mentally and things like that. Uh, I thought he was dreamy. You know, obviously at the time he's an older guy. He had tattoos and he had that whole – vibe that I was about, but I guess it was more of like a disguise to try to be cool and not necessarily who right. he was. yeah. He was um, being, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, as I got to know him, he was very controlling and very manipulative, and uh, I was I was young, so I, I didn't necessarily know that maybe that wasn't the way relationships should go or not, you mm-hmm. know? I'm trying to navigate that whole world, really. It's such a young relationship, looking on it now, especially. Absolutely. It's like, good God. Um, you probably thought you were all grown up. Not even really. Like, I don't even know. Just my old soul just kind of guided me through things. And I have a, I think I have a pretty decent moral compass, you know, for certain things. I know when stuff's not necessarily right. And, you know, uh, it just, he started to try to control what I wore and wouldn't let me wear certain things. Or hmm. if I said certain things, you know, he would make me feel bad about myself and bad about that. Uh, he'd tell me that I was overweight. And that I shouldn't be doing things because I I didn't look good enough or I wasn't hot enough to do certain things. And then one day I just pretty much uh, – Kim, here she comes again, my friend Kim. We've been – her and I have been friends for about 14, 15 years now. So she's uh, you know pretty much more a sister almost than a friend at this point. Uh, she was teaching me how to drive and he was in the back seat. He didn't even have his driver's license at the time. I should have known he's a f***ing putz then. Um, but uh, she, so we're driving and he's just like yelling at me. So I told him that I was going to like rip out his throat uh, and we broke up because uh, he was just being so terrible. He's being terrible to me, terrible to Kim. And I literally told him I was a screamed that I was going to rip his throat out. So a few days later, we're in we're at Mariner High School, is where I went to high school here. Uh, and there's a, a line in this song that says, "Pull the trigger and the nightmare stops." We see him like probably six or so people in front of us in the, one of the hallways, and Kim and I are dancing with like finger guns. We're like, "Pull the trigger and the nightmare stops," and we're like shooting him from behind because he can't see us and he probably couldn't hear us because he's being a dip <laughs> up there with his friend or whatever and we're doing it a bunch with the finger guns and then he turns around right as I'm like point blank shooting him with my sweet finger guns and he gets so upset and he's like rah 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 like coming at us and we are just we just burst out like cackling laughing about this uh, later in the day he saw me and one of my friends uh, at the time he was pretty cool Alex got in front of him, Voldemort, when he was trying to talk to me. And he kicked my friend Alex's knees. So he fell to his knees and he grabbed me by my wrist. And he's like, you never talk to me that way. You never say things like that. And I grabbed my, my hand out and I just put 
clocked him straight knocked him right in his face <laughs> punched that boy right in the face uh nobody did anything about it either Ad- admin were around and everything they just didn't i think they just thought he was an asshole anyway too so they were just like yeah we don't care so yeah this song's pretty cool but i mean it really that relationship taught me what not to look for in a significant other right um, well some, you need contrast sometimes yeah well and it's hard enough being a young woman a young person let alone have someone who's supposed to love and care about you tell you that you're all these terrible things because yeah. they want to control who you are um yeah. so i from that well, he moment, was trying I'm, to be who he thought he wanted to be and he was trying to make you what he wanted you to be sure i guess i mean i don't even care if <laughs> that guy but um <laughs> they're all the cursing come <laughs> uh yeah no it just really I, you need to be yourself and be comfortable with mm-hmm. yourself regardless of how you look, feel. You know, I mean, you're you're you and you only have one of those. Yep. And, you know, and there's it, only one chance to yeah, do this. Any so. Anytime another potential love interest would even pull anything remotely like that, it was just like, no, goodbye forever. Mm-hmm. Like that was just – so it was an early lesson learned, I think. Okay. Well, let's listen to it. This is uh, Three Evils Embodied in Love and Shadow by Coheed and Cambria from their 2003 album In Keeping Secrets of Silent Earth. Let's listen to it for the a- who shall not Pull be named. Pull the trigger and the nightmare stops. <laughs> Across the floor in the hangar where we drove the drill. A cautious ear to the mouth of your confession. Think of all the things we put him through in the face of his God. Would he tell the never heard of them yeah i didn't listen to that before yeah i like it cool i want somebody to make an anime series just so that can roll under the credits well they have the comic they, books <laughs> yeah. that does sound like an anime they have doesn't it sound like an anime anime closing <laughs> yeah. sequence yeah they definitely have uh, they the have comic, comic books. books yeah they yeah. have graphic oh. novels and comics well, that there's go along. that yeah yeah Co- coheed fans yeah bec- are, are deep fans deep into that lore <laughs> so i the i nailed it yeah yeah right on. and you it also they also reminded me of uh, uh, kate scales song where she was in the crowd who was that I thought it was wasn't it? Um, oh wait, are you are you talking about just the um, sound of the song? I mean, just the style of the, the Kate Scales when she was going to the bathroom and little then she had, sister. That was little sister by uh, yeah, um, Queen oh. of the Stone Age. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, just uh, that, for some reason, yeah, that that something about the riff and the the cadence resonated <laughs> like, to me. Uh, okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I've only heard it once, and I've only heard her song once. Okay, yeah, so, that makes, you know, that makes sense. I'm, I'm working with little data. Okay. Um, I hope you're going to ask this one question. Okay, uh, uh, let's talk about uh, songs that almost made it onto your list. Was there a fourth that had to get bumped? Uh, well, no, because I did technically I did the five song stories in right, a way. So, so kind of, I had the Andrew WK story where I got to jump on stage and sing and dance with him for Party Hard. Yep. And then I told another story involving Kim. Uh, God, I didn't realize how many stories involved Kim. Uh, but that makes sense. Uh where we read uh, Trail of Filth lyrics to these kids to scare them because they always mess with oh, us. Oh, right, yeah, <laughs> out of the sunroof. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so even her, we just add those same on to car. the parting tunes. And was then it the same car yeah. that you ran over yeah, the lady it was. with? Yeah, it, is. it was the same car we ran over that lady with. We scared some kids, we ran Actually, over a no, lady she, in that car. She rolled over you. You didn't roll, run <laughs> she over her. She jumped out in front of us. <laughs> Maybe she was a ninja. I don't know. It's to this day, man, Maybe I can see her. Maybe she was like a, a prankster who would go around and pretend to get hit She didn't even look that like upset either. <laughs> when we hit her. Hey, I have, a, I have a question that I I don't know if you... Mike, do you have a roller derby question on that script? Do I have a roller derby question on that script? I don't. Okay, so Tara... Yeah? You, in a previous life, you were a roller derbyist. Well, yeah. I mean, I trained. Derbier? Yeah, Derbier? Well, I, I trained roller derby. I mean, <laughs> derby girl. One who uh, does roller One derby. who roller derbies. Uh, yeah, I trained uh, to be on the Fort Myers Derby Girls. And when I like got good enough to potentially like be on the team, I had to quit so I could finish college. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> So you, um, I know that you also watch pro wrestling sometimes. Oh, yeah, all sometimes. Uh, so I, I have a question. I don't uh, uh, that I don't know <laughs> something about roller derby. Um, do do the different members of a team have theme songs? No, we like don't wrestlers. have. No, we don't have theme songs. Okay. Uh, the Fort Myers Derby girls for a long time would come out to Crazy Train. I remember that. Yeah, so that was the thing for a really long time, and we had like playlists that we'd play during the bout, uh, which is the the match is mm. called a bout. Um, was that yeah. Gerard doing the music for you guys back then? I don't remember to be honest oh, with you. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. So if you. What well, first of all, tell everybody what your what your name was, and if you had oh, yeah. a theme song to My, come out. What to, name I would have loved would, yeah. to have was Lucille Brawl. You know, like Lucille Ball, right? That would have. Oh, been I didn't know cool. what you were going for. Like, with right? That. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> 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 no, that would have been so cool. I'm pretty sure that it was like Taken and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, uh, what song I would come out to is actually an Andrew W.K. song. It's called Get Ready to Die. And I always wanted them to put it on the playlist for bouts and for everything. And they just never did. And it's such a good song. Huh. And it's perfect because it's basically like preparing you for battle almost. And it's a very fun Andrew W.K. way. Yeah. And it was just like, you know, get ready, get ready to die, get ready to kill, like all that kind of stuff. And the thing went before we... Uh, would play or, you know, uh, skate in about would be uh, kill, kill, kill was like the, you know, all hands in or on the count of three. And we go kill, kill, kill. And then that's you go kill. You go kill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've killed before. I'll kill again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, perfect album. Ooh, uh, perfect album is going to be for me, Coheed in Keeping Secrets. Yeah, 100 percent. That's their second album. It is from start to finish. Probably one of my favorite albums to listen to. Yeah. Mm. 14 year old, 14 year old Tara. Looking to 30, 30-year-old 30 Tara? Does yeah. she think you're cool? Oh, I think so, actually. I'm surprised I turned out as cool, Which Would, would she be like, you're going to a PBS conference? No, I think she'd be like, holy <laughs> shit, you work for PBS? <laughs> like, that's <laughs> cool, because I wanted to work for, uh, I want Kim and I, when we decided that we were now going to be friends before, when we hated each other, uh, we had to go around a room in a journalism class, and they said, what would you do? Like, wh And we both wanted to be journalists for Rolling Stone magazine, because we loved music, and we loved to write. And then, you know... One day she pulled up to my bus stop because her boyfriend at the time, she had a car and I didn't. He lived up the street from me and she saw me standing on the corner at my bus stop, flew, flung open uh, that 
black 98 Toyota Camry passing her door and just said, get in. And I just did. I didn't even say anything like, what? I just like saw it was her. And I was like, all right. And then we've been friends ever since. <laughs> get in. I'm like, all right. And I just did. <laughs> um, uh, song you'll always avoid listening to. Yes. This is the f- question. I hate this song with a burning passion. It's Everlast, uh, What It's Like. You know that song? Uh, I I feel like I I must. Hey, that song. How's it go? Do I have to? Well, I mean, unless Richard wants to just know what it's like. I just, I just hate it so much. It infuriates me. I can play a little bit on my phone if you want, so you can hear how terrible it is. But like, wait, is it like to walk in someone else's Uh, shoes? Richard, drop us right in the middle of it. Oh my god! So I can play it on my phone. I have it. No, I got it. Uh, shut up! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I, I hate this song. song. Oh, turn it off! Uh, yeah. It really sucks. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to beep the song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Colin will play it on the guitar just to piss me oh, off. Oh wow! He comes and goes. I'm like, get the f- out of here! And he lo- he is so tickled by it that he just randomly does it, and he knows how like it like sends me from like happy to pissed in like a second. I. What is it about the song? I Let's don't know. It. It's because like... Did every, you immediately yeah, hate it? Yeah, I or immediately... Because that got played a lot. Yeah, it was it an overplayed did. thing? Or yep. was it just a... No, it's just... The, I think that the content is stupid. I think he's dumb. I hate his voice. I don't like it at all. Everything about it like grinds my gears like seriously. Like I hate it. I just, it's like pretty irrational, I suppose, how much I hate this song. Hey, that's what music does, man. It I hate taps into rationality, about it. it taps into irrationality, <laughs> it taps into emotion, and sometimes they, the, the, the lines just get crossed. Yeah, I hate everything about it from top to bottom. <laughs> thanks, it's, I hate it. <laughs> thanks, I hate it. Uh, well, shut up, baby, I hate it. <laughs> um, that's it, Tara. Oh, we did it. We did it. Do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to leave us with? I was so nervous to do this. I, I know, you were crawling <laughs> out of your skin. I, I don't like talking about myself. I can and I think that's why I'm good at what I do. I can talk to someone else for six hours about themselves and never reveal anything about myself, and they would think it was the best conversation that they ever had. Uh, it's a weird talent maybe or so that I have, yeah. so that's why journalism and things work out so well for me because I will, I'll talk to you, Mike, all day about you, and I probably won't tell you very much about me at all. Yeah, well, that's why we do what we do. Yeah. One more thing. What? What? Uh, you need to do the three call Oh, out. right. You need to pick three people who you're going to share this with, who we will then aim for. Well, I'm going to call out my mom, Yep. Vicki Calligan, wherever you are in the world right now, probably at the bank where you work. You need to be on three songs. I would love to be a host for that one and interview my mom. You're doing um, it. You're doing it. Well, she's nervous to do it. And she doesn't yeah. think, she's like, eh. And then she Come wants to come on. in on a weekend. And I'm like, we'll make it work. Come on, mom. So her, I would love Kim to do hers. Uh, Kim's had a very interesting life just in general. So I'm honestly very interested to see what three songs that she would choose. Bring it. Uh, as her. So Kim Kibby. Oh, shoot. Kim Hudson. She's married now. I do that all the time. I think I, I, I even too. I think I even put her down as a reference when she was married as Kim Kibby. And she's a Hudson now. Uh, so Kim, uh, 100% for sure. And I actually really would like uh, my friend Alicia Morgan. She's from Germany and she's uh, I met her through Fort Myers Derby Girls. I think that she'd have a really cool perspective. She's an amazing uh, tattoo artist here uh, in Port, actually now Port Charlotte uh, at Elysium Tattoo. So Alicia, Kim, mom, it's up to you now. You know, and when you share this, you can tag them oh, on will. Facebook. You yeah. know how that works, right? You know, I'll figure it out, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, thank you. Speaking of Facebook. Yeah. Hey, everyone. 
Did you know that Three Song Stories has a Facebook page? It does? Oh, my goodness. We have, uh, if you look at Facebook and you type in three, T-H-R-E-E, song, S-O-N-G, stories, S-T-O-R-I-E-S, we have a Facebook page. And there's a thing you could do called liking yeah, your page. Yeah, like and follow the page. And then you can see all the Three Song selfies that we have taken that I forced and strong-armed Mike into getting behind. And I think that he appreciates that now. I do. I, yeah. Yeah, I led your intro with it. Yes, so, so please follow us on Facebook. Yeah, like it really the page, helps us out a lot. For sure. I mean, what we do is, you know, we are in that public media world. So any support that you guys can give us, liking us, any donations to WGCU, whatever you can do, helps us do this awesome three-song thing that we do. Thank you. Thank for you. doing this. And, you know, Richard and I could make this show without you, but yeah. we wouldn't want to. Yeah, that's the best way to put it. I like that. So We don't need you, but we need you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, we, when you say we, that's, that's I us. I love you guys. Yeah. We make three song stories in the WGCU studios on the campus of Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers, Florida. Richard Chinqui is co-creator and producer. Tara Calligan is the online content producer. Christophus is executive producer. Our theme song was made by Dave, Dave, Dave Cowan and Stick Martin at Monkey House Studio in St. Pete. For this week's parting tune, I'm going back to the fall of 1999 in Live Oak up in North Florida. My girlfriend at the time, Elise, and I drove up in her little Honda for a B.B. King show at the Spirit of the Swanee Music Park. I've been downhearted, baby. It was the first of many good times I've had at that magical place over the years. It was also the first time I was sort of on assignment as a freelance journalist. I'd been offered a few hundred words and a couple of photos and a little Cape Coral paper whose name I can no longer remember. It was a glorious night. He was the legend we all expected to see. Afterwards, she and I slept under the stars in a full moon in her uncle's back pasture. I vividly remember stopping in Gainesville on the way back to tap out my account of the evening on my old IBM ThinkPad 486 laptop. That was about two inches thick and easily weighed four or five pounds, no joke, which I later submitted along with two rolls of film I shot with my old Yashica TL Super. That next week, the paper came out, and I got to see and feel my words and photos in print for the very first time. And that start down the road to storytelling for a living will always be tied to B.B. King sitting on stage with his guitar Lucille, delighting us all. This is definitely one of the songs I can remember him playing that wondrous night. And while I couldn't find a live recording from that exact show, this is a live version of How Blue Can You Get, recorded that same year at the Montreux Jazz Festival in Switzerland. I'm Mike Canary. Keep listening. Next time on Three Song Stories. Hi there, Maria. Hi, Mike. It's true. <laughs> He's got me crying already. <laughs> yeah, no, here's the tissues. There's a box Good. there. Uh, no, I, I told Richard I had to read that last bit a couple times myself to get the lump out of my throat because it's true. I've told that to people over the years. I mean, I was bad at college, and you helped me make it, and really at the end helped me make it, and here we are.